The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. And today in the house, I have Sarah Schulting Krantz. And today we're going to be talking about trauma. We're going to talk about trauma recovery. We're going to be talking about forgiveness and re- building resilience in your life. And the cool thing is, is this young lady used nature in the process to heal herself. It was one of her big toolkits. And she was introduced to me by, um, by Sean Enton, a.k.a. the Stroke Hacker. You guys remember him. He's been on a couple times now. So, Shawnee, thanks for uh, referring me, Sarah. So, anyway, yeah. I thought this would be a really good, important topic because, um, you know, well, there's 70% of us that get married end up in divorce, right? So, Crazy. it's kind of like when you, when you think about it, why would you get into that deal? Well, because it's a good thing to have a partner and stuff like that, but we aren't, we aren't, we aren't given the tools, the tool set. The, the, it's just not in school. It's not taught. There's like building a relationship. You think you're married and it's all done. Well, no, that's the... You both have to keep growing individually and together and build that 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 marriage, that relationship like a little baby and grow it into an adult and make it solid and make it a great place to go. And so that's for a different topic. But let's just say that didn't work out or there was a death or whatever. Now, how are you going to deal with it? This is another toolkit. And Sarah has put together a really good toolkit for this. So we're going to unpack it and we're going to show you like all the problems people are dealing with so you can relate. And then we're going to give you the solutions at the very end. But right now I want you to get, I want you to hear her story, which is um, pretty shocking. Um, It would be a pretty shocking thing that you would go through. I was actually shocked. I'm like, I have got to get this woman on because it's like, (laughs) yeah, crazy shit happens in your life. So Sarah, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me on. Yes. Crazy shit does happen in life. And you know, it's about how we respond and recover from it, learn from it, grow from it, move through it and become better because of it. Right. Like that's my whole thing. So awesome. Well, we're going to get into your story. And I just have to mention too, guys, for because I know most of you listen to the podcast. Um, we, we do record visually for some platforms. But, um, uh, you know, thank God, uh, YouTube took down my show. So that that's great. Um, that means that it must be doing something right. So to me, that's a it's a big compliment that they finally, uh, you know, one, two, three, you're out. I'm yeah, out of there. Well, so you might not be able to find us on YouTube anymore, but maybe you can send them a note and complain, but it won't do any good. So Sarah, why don't you just get into your backstory on how you became the trauma recovery expert and you have this new toolkit to help other people do the same. Thank you. Absolutely. So my trauma actually started back at 17. Uh, It doesn't, everybody seems to think that it started at 40. I am now 49 and I feel like I'm getting younger as I age. Okay. Well, let's just not say I'm feeling like I am. I am getting younger as I age. And the reason why is because of uh, learning from the things that I have lived through. So when I was 17, um, I had my first trauma. Uh, I was actually raped when I was um, by somebody that I knew. And that's a whole, you're like, what? I didn't even know that part, Sarah. I did not know that one. Yeah, Is that somebody you went to school with? 
Yeah. And uh, no, as actually somebody um, from, from in my local community and it, what it did for me though, here's why this is important to actually address because it was back when I was 17 that I learned the power and the tool of nature and resilience. And I grew up in a very small town, um, 1100 people. And, uh, the police refused to press charges. There was a whole bunch of relational betrayal trauma back then that happened. You know, those people that believe those people that don't people's egos step into it, but really, and what really happened for me was that I used, because I grew up in a small community, I used what was around me, which was nature. And I would go and plop my butt into the, into the local ear, you know, people's farmland and stuff. And I would actually allow the nature that my, my existence being, uh, in nature to actually start to heal me. I didn't know it at the time though, by the way, I had no idea this was what was happening to me. I just knew that it was making me feel better. And if it's feeling, making me feel better, I want more of it because it's right. helping for me to get a different perspective on what's happening around me. Um, there's all, the, all of it's in my book. Uh, and then from that, I ended up getting married, um, met my husband, fell in love. You're exactly right. Best friends, all the things didn't realize that I hadn't fully healed from the depth of my trauma at 17, though I was learning tools. I mean, I was young. Um, and then we ended up getting married and I was moved all over the place, became a teacher, loved my life. I became a mom. I had now have three boys. They're amazing. Um, and then it was when I was 40 years old that I found out that he had been betraying me for 14 of those 17 years of marriage and with men. And so he did come out as gay. And so we can now imagine the relational betrayal trauma that happens through that, right? Massive triggers, complex PTSD thought I was like, okay, am I going crazy? Like what is true in my life? What is not? Um, and then so how I did also that, how did he approach you and tell you this? How did this, how'd you find out? Uh, it was Thanksgiving Eve, 2013 and, um, he hadn't come home and then he finally did come home and he was on drugs. And so it was through that. And I had never at that point in my life, never even smoked pot. Like I'm like as all natural as they come. Right. Um, cause nature is my healing therapy. Right. right. And so, um, uh, and I just started going down the rabbit hole of what the hell is this? What's going on? And then eventually he did come to me and, and fessed up and said, you know, and he can, that's like his journey, right? Like my journey, part of it though, is he came to me and, um, told me everything. And then I also, you know, I become a really good sleuth. Let me put it to you that way too, because when you are, put up against other people's, um, deceit you, and you then find out how to get the answers. You just, you just know. So, you know, you go through people's phones, you go into, uh, their emails, you go into their deleted voice recordings and you're, you just start following the breadcrumbs. And so that's how I found out. Um, and so I was do it one of those things where, because back, back in the day, like when we were, we're same age and, you know, yeah. it's like, if you were gay, you kind of had to hide out because every, the whole community, especially smaller communities, that was like taboo type stuff. So maybe he was just trying to, I don't know, do what he, to, he was living so, a lie, obviously he couldn't be himself, but then he got you involved in the whole thing, had three kids, yeah, you know, which is crazy. And 17 years of marriage, but 14 of it, he was, you know, yeah. seeing guys. Yeah. It's, you that know, I, to me. it is, it is. And I, here's the thing that, here's the thing that I always say, like, that's his journey. My journey yeah. and what I'm to learn from is the experience of what I stepped out of, right? And so 
the beautiful thing about having difficult life experiences happen to us is that we have this opportunity to grow and to learn and to become who we were intended all along. If we don't do that, if we make the choice instead to sit in the victim space and to not become who we are intended, then you're literally staying in the past. I don't, I don't sit in the past. I look, I sit in, I, what I do do is I use my story and I use what I have lived through. My mom taught me this. She said, you need to get your butt up, right. And pick yourself up, walk through this. That's how the name of the book came through, walk through this and become better because of it. You will have people that learn from it. You will have people that question you. You will have judgments. You will have people that believe you. The most important thing that you can do is to go back into that relationship with who you are as a human being. And so that's what I learned through all of this is the most important relationship that we can have is the one within ourselves. And it was using nature as my space to find that, right? Like that's why I started grabbing my paddleboard and I would go paddle four miles out into the ocean and with whales and dolphins. And I would go climb mountains and, you know, sit with spiders and watch them weave webs and find awe and wonder in the creation of something so much larger than us. And through that, I didn't attach to the story of what happened. I understood more deeply about what happened and who I wanted to become outside of the story. I can only imagine what he was dealing with. And, and just like all of us, right? Like we're all humans. We're mirrors of yeah. one another. I can only imagine. And I, I feel for him. I forgive him. I have worked through that process. And I also have become a hell of a better human being because of it. Yeah, that's awesome. And so. you've helped you've, and you've now helped in lots, lots and lots and lots of other people too. So yeah. one thing that's an interesting concept that I wanted to share with you, you can take it for what you want and the listeners can take it for what they want too, is, is that you mentioned something about becoming the person, you know, that, that you're supposed to be, right? Well, intended, like it's not, I don't believe that we are, whatever that is, like that, that, that unfolding of self. Right. So for me, what I've learned that resonates with me at the deepest level and what's really cool is, is that we have already created and done and created all the impact just by our mere presence. Yes. But what we're doing on this planet is simply revealing what we've already done, which is kind of, it's so, it's not like you have to go do something. It's already a done deal just by your mere existence. Now, the cool thing is, is like you're, you're unfolding, like Sarah said, it's the revealing of what you have done and who you already are and all the impact that you've made, which is really cool. So when these things come up in life, like with your husband and, you know, like my health and all this stuff, um, these are this contrast and it's a, it's, it's an opportunity to grow. It's not, yeah. oh, you know, I was just talking to, um, I was just talking to somebody the other day and they're in a relationship that doesn't work. And she was like, um, yeah, she's like, uh, I don't want to hurt him. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you already are. You already like, are. Cause, cause you, and he's hurting you. <laughs> yeah. hurting you by, cause he doesn't want to grow and you do. And you're blasting off and, you know, he needs to, right. you, you guys need to have a talk. And, and, and I think go back to when you were first engaged and getting that vibrational frequency and then say, okay, here's where we're at now. We need to grow just like a, a plant needs to grow, you know, and that's how nature works. Things are either growing or they're dying. They're not stagnant. Right. And, you know, a good thing to look at is like, would you want to drink out of a river or a, a stagnant mud puddle? 
you know, you want the flowing river, jump into the river and just go with it. And that river is the river of excitement. So I was there anything else that you wanted to share about your journey or any comments on what we just talked about? No, I, 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 I agree. hundred percent agree with what you're talking about. And then I, I do believe that we have these things placed in front of us as opportunities to really make impact as well. And it's not like I'm not going to have more shit happen. Ooh, can I cuss? Is that okay? Sure. Okay. No, we did in the beginning. It was okay. We did. I didn't even notice. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's how, really? Uh, Actually, I think I threw my first f bomb on accident because I usually say "frickin." Oh, really? Um, and I don't want to do it just because I know. Actually, I have, and for the for the ch- the kids out there that are listening, young adults, um, I just want to say a shout out to you because it's really cool. Because I I thank you so much for listening. So, if um if I cuss or somebody in my show cusses, it's okay. It's not it's something okay. you want to do all the time, but you know, it's like. <laughs> It's it's part of life and it's actually an impact word. It's to really get people's attention. We're not doing it just to be some, you know, slurry mouth uh, deal rod. We're yeah. we're doing it because it's like we're trying to make a point. Okay. Exactly. And then those words can become impact. They're not necessarily quote unquote bad. Of course, nothing's bad. It's just neutral prop. You get to decide what it is. So but parents, I get it. Like if it happens, like I didn't intend to do it but my higher mind told me to just let it fly so yeah there we go it doesn't happen very often over here we try to keep it pretty pretty clean well and i think that the 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 the, the only thing when you ask me like is there anything else it's setbacks happen heartbreak heartache we continue to put ourselves out there it's gonna happen mm-hmm. you are not living if you're not going to have difficult things happen in your life that's the beautiful thing about quote failure, which I don't really believe in failure. I believe in lessons and in honoring that and having those moments of, you know, the biggest triumphs. How can you have triumph without setbacks? You can't, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so the most beautiful thing about my journey and where I've lived through this journey is that learning from the most difficult things has given me the power and the tools to live through and to be able to also face and take on other things in life too. Because I know, like I know, like I know, even when I'm in a dangerous situation, I don't feel endangered because I've, I've got my tool belt. And that's yep. the beautiful thing about living through those experiences. So. Awesome. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into... Um, you know, cause Sarah's a coach, she's dealing with people on a daily basis, like I am. And we're going to get into a lot of the stuff that people are carrying around the minutia that we're living with, that we need to release, reframe, to empower ourselves to move forward with our lives. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross. But worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I am back. And Sarah and I were just, uh, we went through her backstory and we were talking about uh, trauma recovery. She went through a lot of uh, trauma growing up. Um, If you 
for some reason didn't listen to the first part, go back and listen to it. It's a great story. But um, she went through a couple big deals and um, has come out the other side like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Now she's stronger oh, from it. And probably looks, you probably are glad that it happened. Are you at that point now where you're so happy that, that you had those experiences because it made you who you are today and give you, because the whole thing is like you were saying, it's like it sharpens you. It's like mm -hmm. things aren't like, you know, failures. Like It's like, oh, I get to sharpen my stone. I get to grow. And it, you wouldn't even be probably half the woman you are today and have half the strength you did if you wouldn't have been through that stuff. Am I right? So I get asked that a lot, believe it or not. Like, are you glad it happened? I'm no, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Like that sucked. That was the depth of hell. What I had to go through. Yeah. But I am glad is that I had, I had my mom who I just lost actually in July, she just passed away. So I had her to teach me the tools. She was the person, she was my support. I learned so much in watching and what she did and didn't do in her own life. Note that I said did and didn't do. And that is what gave me the power to become the woman that I am today. So what I am yeah. glad for and what I am proud of is me. And I yeah. think that that's where people mistake it. It's like, really be careful where you put the power and where you place your own empowerment because nobody should hurt another human being. That's just you, if we're taking care of our own self and if we're really looking internally and growing and deepening who we are and learning from our life, right? Like nobody should, it should, that word should. I don't like seeing people hurt other people. Right. And I, I think after hearing your response, I'm really thinking more about like, not saying the word glad, but you must be, you must be happy how you responded to the situation. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm That's very, it. it's, I'm it's very proud. I'm very proud and happy of how I responded to the situation and how not only me, but my kids, like I, I have great kids. And so being able to mentor and be that person and learn from one another through all of it as well has been pretty cool. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. And you know, when Sean sent, uh, got us hooked up, I, I actually watched your, your Ted talk too. Thank so you. that's really cool. So Thank you. yeah, we'll have to, so yeah, she's watch Sarah speak. She speaks too. She's like, I do. <laughs> Can you believe it? You're hearing me right now. <laughs> that's really cool. So, all right. So yeah. let's get into like, some of the problems that you're seeing, like when clients are coming to you from trauma, what are, cause there's probably about eight of them that are repetitive that you see over and over and over and over again. So, and then we can talk, let's talk, let's, let's pick out a few stories of people. Yeah. There's the number one, well, you mentioned story, the number one, most important thing that, or the, the number one thing that I see impacting people the most is hanging on to the anger and the resentment and the pain from the things that have happened in their life the rumination of the story that they cannot get out of their freaking head. And I know because that was me, you are consistently triggered by whatever it is around you that keeps us in that ruminating state, which then holds us in our past and doesn't allow us to triumph over the things in order to step into the present and future. Because ultimately we want to be most present with who we are, right? With who we are as humans, thus being able to be present with those people around us with you right now. And if we are consistently and continuously in that rumination of the story of our past or the, why did they, how could he have, how come this happened? Why, why do I have this happening to me right now? If we're always in that state, we're not most present with who we are in this moment. Right. And so that's the, that is the key. Like that is the, and where does that happen? That happens in our ego that happens in our head. 
And so a lot of people, and then where do people go? People go to talk about their problems, right? So this is the secondary piece, which we'll dive into with nature healing and how does nature heal? Because people sit in the space of, if I talk about this, if I go and see somebody about it, that it's going to fix it. The thing is though, is that the more that we talk about the problem and less about what can I as a human do to release these emotions, to go into those feelings, to release the emotions, to be able to sit in the, who am I outside of this, right? To get out of our own head and to drop into our heart and who we are as humans, our soul. If we're not going to do that, how are we going to get out of the story? And use yeah, you're just talking to about yourself. it. You're only talking it's, it's, about it's, it. You're yeah, feeding it. It's kind of like the whole thing of about, you know, you know, race, 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 race stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like there was a Morgan Freeman was interviewed and, and I remember and he's like, you want to end, end racism? He's like, stop talking about it. <laughs> you know, well, and it's you, it's you, you stop calling me a black man. I'll stop calling you a white man and we'll just be men. Let's you know? be, let's be mad. There right, it is. Right, like there's, right. see, people think these problems, the, these solutions have to be so damn complicated. They're oh really God, easy. we overcomplicate everything. Oh my God. Oh my God. And that's part of the reason that I take people into nature because we sit in the complication of everything else that's happened in society. And guess what? Stop. Like, like, let's simplify it. Let's literally get down to, let's strip it back and get down to how am I feeling right now? What are the thoughts in my head right now? What are my actions by my body right now? Right. And so overcomplicating it is also something that so many people do. And so when we, and this is why, this is why nature heal, helped me heal. This is why, which I don't even understand, by the way, I, I didn't have a freaking clue what was going on. All I knew is that people were coming to me saying, why are you healing so much faster than everybody else? And I'm like, well, because I take my paddleboard onto the ocean. I didn't realize it at the time, how nature was healing though. However, I was, I was implementing this therapy that nobody else was, which was sitting in my on wonder of life instead of the complication and the story. You were being present. I was being present and I was being present with something that was so much larger than myself, which was literally, I would, and again, you don't have to go paddle onto the ocean to do this. I'm just sharing my experiences. Uh, but I would go take my paddleboard and go onto the ocean. And I remember a whale coming up out of nowhere. And I was alone, like literally sitting on the ocean and this whale turns. And I looked into the eye of the whale and it was like, holy, holy shit. Like this is, this is rad. Like, this is what I want more of. <laughs> yeah. I want more of, of connection with something so much bigger than me right? Whatever that is for all of you. And so the more that I was experiencing that, that was my, that was my psychedelic quote. That was my drug. The more that I was experiencing that, the more I was for not, I was forgiving my husband and also not holding on to the story of what he had done, right? His story or whatever the, the pain that I was feeling as a result, because the on the wonder, which is what was shifting that that was transcending it. It's the coolest experience ever. And that's the, that's, that's where the empowerment lies. Yeah. So health heroes out there, there's, and I remember again, that book on Eckhart Tolle is my one Oh one, you know, the power. And now it's like going into <laughs> nature is like so important because like literally if I just, I have my clients, I'll send them out in, in nature and just have them sit like all day. 
if they yeah. can, or at least an hour or th whatever they can start off with, but just go out there, throw a blanket down or just sit down in the dirt even better and just watch, just watch. And you'll see like little bugs. And then mm -hmm. another thing you can do, another um, tactic is or tool is just breathe in and out, but focus on a bush or a tree and think about the tree breathing oxygen out to you and you breathing carbon dioxide in that yeah. connection. Because you mentioned earlier, it's like when you go out into nature, you feel like something it's, it's bigger than you. Right. But the reality is it's like, it is you, you it are is nature, you, you right. are connected. 100%. You came from it. Just like the whale, you're all connected. And what's trippy is when you think about it, because the, the earth is part of like the galaxy, which is part of the universe. And it's like, so we're literally connected to the universe. Yeah. Even though we're kind of running around on this planet we're you know, cause we don't have roots in it, but we're, we're connected. We're so connected to nature and stuff like that. So there's so much frequency medicine out there. You know, there's negative ions in the forest and at the beach. I love the beach. Highest amount of negative ions cleans, mm -hmm. which cleans the air. You got the fresh salt water on you. Very healing. You know, most people don't know that like salt water is very similar in structure to our blood. Right. Yeah. Very similar in structure. Coconut water was used in wartime when they ran out of blood, when guys were bleeding out and stuff like that. They just infused them with coconut water, kept them alive for two or three days till they could get them out of there. It's very similar. So there's so many levels of healing, being present, connecting with the mothership, basically, literally. Yeah. Negative ions, earthing, grounding. There's so much, it's so much goodness out there being present. That's why you were healing so fast. Well, right. And then, you know, it's, it's, we are such a mindset society and the whole premise for my healing was getting out of my head and dropping into my heart and letting mm -hmm. me connect into something so much larger than myself. And it was also community. Like I, I had, I had a support group that helped me and that was my other go-to, which was, I could, that's the being a mirror for one another and having those people that really truly do see you and love you and say, I got your back. I got your six, whatever people say, you know, and, yeah. it, and being able to being able to um, share that and also learn from them was huge for me. I learned that trees, I don't know if anybody, if you know this or not, but trees, when one tree is dying, another tree will take the roots of their tree and go and put it up and feed that tree to bring it back, to give it the nutrients it needs. And so when I was hiking out in mountains and climbing and doing all the things, which I still do today, I just got off 10 days on the Sierra high route. It, it's a really important uh, message for people to also understand that you're not alone and that you have those people around you that can see you for you as well. And if you don't have that right now, there are people that do understand where you're at. I didn't feel that way for so long. That's why I started this work because I felt like I was alone. I couldn't share my story. Nobody was going to understand it. I was going to be judged. I was going to be crucified. And so, especially after, you know, what happened to me at 17, but then now coming out at four, I was about 42 when I started speaking my, my truth and being able to speak my truth is what set me free to actually say, you know what? Like I also deserve the community. I deserve the people to love me and to be there with me. That's how I found it. And so there are, there are people that also get it. Yeah. You found your tribe, which is really yeah. cool. And we need that. It was like, it's one of the, it was the top thing in the blue zone. The people that live the longest is lifelong friends. Yeah. So we definitely yeah. need to be connecting. So I guess the, the takeaway right there on that point is, you know, don't be a secret agent or an isolationist or just trying to do all this stuff on yourself. Like plug in, 
get your ego out of the way and and plug into your other people to help you. Yeah. That's very important. It's actually when, when there's post-traumatic stress in military, that was one of the big problems is that the guys are too proud to go seek help because they feel like they're a wussy or women too, right? Yeah. And it wasn't the that they were deployed. It was actually the military training itself is what was causing the issues. Ooh, the was, mindset. Which, which was very interesting because it was like you would think it would be I mean, obviously, when you're deployed and you see horrific things, that wasn't obviously helping. But there was actually no difference in the statistical amount of people deployed versus non-deployed that still had PTSD or post-traumatic. I don't like calling it disorder because I don't think it's a disorder. I think it was a lear something learned. It was trained into you. So you don't have a disorder. You were trained that way, and there was no untraining on how to acclimate and get back into the world. And similar, you, you, you're going through similar. You went through similar stuff. Yeah, relational betrayal trauma, the brain, uh, when you start doing studies on the brain, the PTSD is, it's similar to that. It's similar to being in combat. It's very, um, it's, it's a shock to your system and it's a shock to everything. And I, I, my trauma brain was, I mean, you know, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was really, <laughs> it was really bad. It was really bad. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a fast, it's a whole nother fascinating topic to get into is trauma brain. Okay. So people, when you are running into folks, they're, they're hanging on to anger. Mm -hmm. They're living in the past. They're not present. They keep talking about it over and over with everybody else a bazillion times, programming their subconscious mind to just believe that's the truth. Right. And there's no way out. Um, and they overcomplicate things. What else are they doing? You know, I would say also that the, the thing that a, for a lot of people is how do I get out of this? In other words, is there a future for me? And my constant is you can create whatever you want using the tools that you're also learning in the present moment. And so did I have any idea that I'd be guiding people in the Grand Canyon or in Alaska or like running retreats or writing a book or getting out of tent? Hell no, that was not something I wasn't like someday I want to do this. It was literally being able to create something and finding purpose and passion outside of or within, right? Within my own recovery was what got me into this work today. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that Alaska and Grand Canyon retreat uh, when we get back. So we'll take a quick break, guys, and we'll get back. And when we do, we're going to talk about like solutions, even though we've kind of sprinkled them in already. We'll go through mm -hmm. some of the solutions and stuff and what Sarah's seeing that's worked for herself and working for the people that she's coached. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on Earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here. I am back with Sarah Schulting Krantz. We were talking about trauma recovery. We talked about her story in the first segment. Second segment, we went into a lot of the issues that people are dealing with on a daily basis with this. And I just want to recap this really quick because it's important. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're going through some trauma or 
you're maybe in denial that you're in trauma, which might be another thing. Maybe these are key points that'll kind of trigger to let you know that, um, yeah, you're, this isn't going to serve you. Um, number one was hanging on to anger and living in the past to continue to get mad about something that happened a year ago, six years ago, 10 years ago. Number two is you keep talking about it over and over, telling everybody the same story, reprogramming your subconscious mind, bringing it to the forefront and not living again in the present moment. Three, overcomplicating the process of trying to figure out how to do it. It can be simply as go out into nature and look at a ladybug crawling on a leaf, be present, focus on that, and then it'll fade. Um, number four, and then is there a future for me? Mm-hmm. That was one of the questions people were asking a lot. That so those are those are four little key points to think about. And now let's talk about the solutions. So if you want to just let's go through some like bullet points of like some of the things that work for you, and let's bring up a couple people that you've worked with and how oh, they yeah. transform themselves. Let's give a few different examples so that you know maybe there's a dude and a woman, different ages, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, love it. Uh, first of all, you mentioned something. You said maybe um, they're in denial. And you know, here's the thing. like I think that a lot of people don't realize that they're traumatized as well. I know mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I had no idea until my, until my therapist at the time said, oh, you're experiencing complex PTSD. And I'm like, what? What the hell? How is that true? And so um, it took me a little bit to actually even be able to sit there and say, yeah, I'm in trauma, you know? And, but because I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know. So yeah, you either don't go. know, or you don't want to admit it because you, or you don't want to admit it, look at yeah. that as a weakness, or you just, you're scared of it. Cause you're like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Um, so, so diving into some of the things that some tools, uh, you know, I think again, I'm touched on this understanding that the number one, most important relationship is that one within yourself. That is huge. And actually accepting that, taking responsibility for that, owning it. And saying, yeah, I want to get to know, making a choice to say, I want to get to know me that much more, right? So that, that alone, that in and of itself, and just sitting with that is, is huge. So how do you get to know yourself? (laughs) Getting out of your own way, (laughs) stop overcomplicating it. Truly, like we are our own worst barriers right? Like, like we really are, we, we become our own uh, barriers to our own heart. Um, one of the things that I would say is get yourself outside, get yourself outside, take some breath, right? Some moments to breathe and allow yourself to be one with nature going outside and lying on the ground and actually look, going back to what it was like to be a child and exploring a, a little bit more, right? Being able to see the magic in the moment, watching the clouds overhead, um, watching a spider weave a web. A couple of days ago, I was out there walking my dog and this huge, massive spider was weaving a web. And this guy was walking by and I was like, dude, you got to come see this. And I pulled him over. And he literally said to me, I have not watched this since I was a kid. And this is the coolest experience. And I'm like, yeah, just sit with me, like, just sit with me and let's watch this, you know, and talk about it. Um, really being able to slow the hell down. That's a big one. And getting away from our phones and all of the technology pieces and being able to say, what am I outside of the material items that I hold every single day or live in every single day, right? Because that's what we attach ourselves to. When we attach ourselves to the worthiness of things, we detach our worthiness from our worthiness of who we are, our values, our heart, our soul that we walk in every single day. 
right? And being able to actually explore what that is instead of exploring, how can I attach myself to the car that I drive? Well, how about you attach yourself to what's important to your heart and soul? If it's my health, if it's my integrity, my communication, my connection, my intimacy, my love, my family, like what's most important to you? That's the space of how we, that's where we want to grow from, not the outside, you know, things around us. Um, Unfortunately, that's hard for a lot of people because we're conditioned to make the money, to buy the house, to have the family, to drive a nice car. And in reality, it took me literally selling my house and 95% of my stuff, stripping down to my heart and soul and teaching my kids the same thing. We ended up renting. I'm not saying that this is what you have to do. It's just, that was my choice of stripping down to what's most important for us individually. And as a family in order to grow from that space, it's a, it was, it was a big, I don't know, reinvention or, uh, reawakening for us as a family. Yeah. You detoxed your space basically is what you did. Yeah. Completely. Completely. And did you it feel was lighter? Really cool. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, it taught my boys and I, I had two living with me at the time. It taught them and myself, what was really important and to come back to laughter. I'll never forget when my son said, cause we literally moved across the street into a rental property. We went from like 4,000 square feet into 800 square feet. And uh, my, my youngest son said, um, I'm going to be late for school. And my middle one said, how the hell could you be late for school when you, it literally takes three steps to get anywhere any longer. Right. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> and, and we laughed about it. It was like coming back to the humor of, of, of just what it was to be instead of in the doing. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to backtrack just a little bit because I want to, yeah, that was a lot. Somebody's in case somebody's listening that just got raped or just found out that their wife or husband cheated on them or, you know, or had a, um, a significant other family member just passed away or something. It was unexpected. What, what's the first thing that somebody should do? Take a pause and a breath. Honestly, uh, get yourself some support from those people that you do trust. Um, you know, and understand that to feel is to be human. That is actually the number one, most important thing to feel is to be human and that your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts matter and are validated. You, even if, and my hope is for people to be able to validate themselves, right. Or get to that place of validating themselves. Um, I was just on with a client right before this. And we were talking about this. We were talking about how numb that she, that she was for so long and how to get back to those feelings and understanding that your feelings and your emotions actually matter to heal anything. You have to feel everything. And so being able to validate the anger, to be able to validate the, the intimacy with self, the love for self, the, um, the rage, right. The, the laughter to be able to validate that is really, really important. How long does that take a a person on average or give us a time sale? Is it, is it six months? I know it's different for every individual, six months, two years. What's kind of a, so we can kind of quantify it. So people kind of know that it's hopefully not going to last forever. It's kind of, I think if it's like somebody wants to quit smoking, but they get the craving 
And then like, ah, they're a minute and a half to, I can't do it. But they don't realize that that craving is only going to last three minutes and it disappears. But when it's there, it's the most intense feeling ever. But if they know and quantify, no, I got three minutes, set my watch, my craving will be gone. If they can get through that three minutes, then they, then they can Seven move. minutes, seven minutes. It's actually true. So there is, uh, there had now been studies that when you go through that space of the emotion, the feeling that the, for me right now, I'm in a grief journey with my mom. Right. And so when I go through, when I can feel it happening every single day, it happens. I go through the, a moment, the, some moments of absolute, the depth of pain because we are so connected, she and I. And so it's literally, I will set my watch. I will set my clock, my phone, whatever the hell. And it's for seven minutes. And here's the most important part though. Do not resist the emotion and the feeling that is coming up when we resist we, it is our ego and we shove it aside. And the more that you shove it aside, the more you're conditioning yourself to shove it aside. So being able to say, I am going to close my eyes. I am going to imagine my heart ringing out like it is a sponge so that it is cleansing everything that is within me. Right. And I'm going to let my, my tears flow. I'm going to let the snot come out of my nose, not caring, not caring what anybody thinks. Certainly not myself, not judging my emotion that's coming up, being able to sit in that for seven minutes and then saying, okay, okay. I can breathe again. I'm back. I'm here. I'm present. I'm grounded. I can put my hand over my heart. I can feel my heartbeat and know that I am worthy of that emotion that I just went through. Right. My mom used to have a saying though. She would say to me, get angry, but fill that cup with laughter afterwards. And so that's always been my motto as well is being able to say, okay, after I go through that process of crying and feeling her refill it with a memory, come back to a memory of when she and I were laughing together. And I always have, I took her to Italy and I go back to that moment where I'm in Italy with her and we're laughing. And I can, I remember watching her and just, just her smile was so huge and going back to connecting to that grief and joy, anger and happiness. Like we can balance the both of them at the same time, right? We can have, there is no, or it's and because we are human and humans are meant to feel it all. The, the thing though, that we want to make sure of is that we're not sitting in the rage, the pain, all of that, right. Indefinitely. And forgiveness is one of the biggest practices that we can also go through forgiveness, uh, for self. And I always say it starts with forgiveness for self, forgiveness for others and forgiveness for the world. So I think that's good. I think your mom was pretty legit. She's, she's been dropping some bombs through you. So that's pretty cool that when you think about it, like when you, th this is just another way. Cause I, I know like, you know, when, when we're all going to die sometime in this physical body, but we're just, we're, we, you, you can never stop existing, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. And it's like, it's really cool because like the stuff that you're sharing that your mom said is pretty profound. She is very profound. My mom was, is my mom, not was my mom is very freaking profound. I mean, I've had some of the most incredible experiences in nature since she, she passed July 6th. I had to leave on the seventh to go run a retreat. And I sat there with my dad. My dad was over the, I, I don't live near them. And, and I had three retreats that I had to run in the month of July. Imagine that my mom had just passed. She and I are best friends. And she passed through the night on the sixth. I left the seventh, ran a retreat from the seventh to the 11th in the Grand Canyon, 
ran one in the San Juan Mountains with Florence Williams, uh, who's author of The Nature Fix, researcher, nature researcher. And then I ran one in Alaska. And I'm going to tell you something I had. So I, I was done the 27th of July. And then we, we, I came home and we um, had her services right after that. And that month of July was one of the most powerful months I've ever lived through because I took, it was a spirit space for me with her and also through my own healing journey. And I'm almost like, you know, I sit there and I would have conversations with her when I was in the Grand Canyon. And, and I actually asked her at one point, like, Hey mom, did you, did you, was this like a planned thing where it was like, look, if I've got to leave, if my physical body has to stop and my spiritual space is going to be in the continuum, is Sarah going to heal most if I do it now so that she can run her retreats, which are healing, not only for her, not only for others, but also for her. And I'll tell you, I had the most, we had a rainbow that went around the sun right after I asked her, are you here? Are you present? And this amazing rainbow came up around the sun. And then the clouds all formed into a heart right in the middle. I'm telling like, I, I have had some, I have had some, I have had some stuff happen. I put it on my Instagram page and it just went crazy. Cause it was like, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm like, no, that was me speaking with her. It wasn't to her. It was like speaking with her. So I, I feel like she is on an everyday basis, you know, really working her own magic through me. Yeah. That's cool. Un- unbelievable stuff. And I imagine the, what were the, what were your clients saying after the retreats were over? Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, that's the really cool thing about this work and about the healing that happens is that the impact it has on their lives and how they then ripple that into their lives. I mean, it's almost like you have, I, I call the work that I do an experiential journey into self, right? Because when you experience it and one of them, I was just talking to, and just a couple of days ago, we were, we were talking about, she went on the grand Canyon and the Alaska retreat in July. And she said she had lost her father. Actually, he was murdered. And she said, I feel like my dad is more present because I now am more aware and open to everything. In fact, his cold case was just opened. Uh, she's more open and aware to all of the things that have happened within her own life and the nuggets of information and the breadcrumbs that happen for us every single day. I think that as humans, we, we close off to it. Our ego is why, right? We close off to it. And again, that's like that same thing of put it on a shelf, put it away. Don't look at it. And when we're out in the natural world, because we are also nature, we become more resilient. We become more open. We become more aware of, of our own tools and our own beliefs and our own thoughts and our own feelings and also, um, of our own possibilities. Yeah. You know, I know, uh, on break guys, I noticed that, uh, Sarah was drinking something and I said, what is that chai tea? Cause it was in a cup, a ceramic cup. She's like, no, it's lemon water. I'm like, Oh, magic lemon water. It's pretty awesome stuff. Yes. So besides getting out in nature, how else did you, if any, how did you use nature to heal? So, so actually nature is what brought me to forgiveness, which is what's really fascinating because I was standing on a rock in Sequoia national park, looking out and I saw this amazing Valley below. And I'm like, can I, and I just had this like aha moment. That's what happens out there. Cause you're so present and you're outside of your own existence in a way. Um, 
And I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to be divorced someday. Okay. This is going to suck, right? Like, how am I going to get through this? I, at the time didn't work outside the home. I'm like, how am I going to financially support? How am I going to get through all of this? And then two birds flew right over me. And it was like this moment of, oh, I get it. This isn't just about like, this is, this is not about the pain. This is about releasing the pain in order to step into my own love and being able to see the entire valley below and realizing that it's so much, this whole life is so much more than just even the time that we're here, because I believe I choose to believe that our soul continues on. That's the experience I'm having with my mom right now. Um, but it was through that damn process, practice of forgiveness. Truly. It was like, sitting in that space of, okay, Sarah, what got you into that marriage? I can see it now, right? It was the fact that I hadn't healed fully from my old trauma in order to fully understand myself that much more, which also then got me into that relationship. My codependency, my, and I talk about very, I've talked very openly about that in the book, my, uh, just really wanting connection, my, my abandonment issue, my, you know, from so many people along the way, the betrayal of so many people along the way got me into that relationship and being able to forgive myself for then stepping into it was a huge piece of it. And then once I got into that self-forgiveness, it was allowing myself to set in, to step into forgiveness for my husband and say, okay, I can see that your journey is a journey of your own and how we came together. I can see that. And you also need to take care of yourself along the way as well, whatever that looks like for you. And so I went through my own journey of forgiveness and that was, I got to tell you one of the most beautiful practices. And it's one that I do every single day, even now, all the time I'm doing it every day. I have to forgive myself. That's pretty cool. There's that's, that's some pretty powerful food right there. Well, and I think that, so here's the thing that I would like to just sit with as well with everybody. What is your definition of forgiveness? And so my definition of forgiveness is not about forgetting that it happened. It's about honoring the experience and choosing differently because of it. And it doesn't mean that I respond. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I haven't screwed up and still gotten myself into situations along the way where I'm like, okay, I'm here again. Well, this sucks. Have I learned? the universe will continue to hand you the same damn lesson until you finally get it. Sometimes our traumas are so deep that it takes us a few lessons in order to understand fully, right? Fully what it is that we want outside of that last experience. And so I've had to go through that a few times and I've made a lot of mistakes and I continue to, and will continue to, because I'm human too. And it's through that practice of, okay, I'm going to do better because I've learned differently. Makes sense. Oh yeah. And then we'll wrap up with this because you were talking about it because a lot of people are dealing with, um, uh, trauma and trauma recovery from relationship, right? Yeah. The, your intimate partner. When you, when that split occurs, what's your thoughts on again, quantifying, giving yourself some time and not jumping into another relationship and why is it important to go back to self? Because what I've seen is like, you know, there's two people, they're not fully loving themselves, they're not fully independent, and they come together 
because they like suck energy from each other. Right. They're like, right. Trauma bond. That's right. And then, you know, maybe there's some sex in there and all this other stuff. And then two, two years later, six years later, it, it, I'm not, I can't take it anymore. And then they, and then she's a, she's a jerk. He's a jerk. And it's all on them. They're mad at them, but they don't fix themselves. They don't look in the mirror and say, well, what the the ego's in the way. So I don't like what, how did I take a part in that? How did I drive him away? Or how did I drive her away? Or what was the deal? Then you go into the next relationship, find another broken person, you attract them in, and like that's the universe. You were saying they, they're like, here, let's here's the lesson again because, so for me, it's like, when do you, when do you people just like when you when you break out of those relationships, it's go inward, it's go inward, and like yeah. it's everything Sarah's been talking about. It's about you know, you know, forgiving yourself and loving yourself and getting solid until you're just like, you're dialed like. You got your health dialed. You got your routine dialed. You love yourself no matter what anybody. You built up that muscle of love. You're following the mu- uh, the muscle of excitement and joy in your life. And maybe you've actually changed careers because now you you know have nothing holding you back. And so you just start rocking. Every- All boats start rising, right? How long do you think people should like be independently single before they would jump back into a relationship? This is the question of the century. <laughs> Everybody else. Well, because I'm single and I, I'm have not remarried. And this was how many years ago, nine years ago. Um, and a lot of that's by choice. And it's not because, and I get asked that all the time. They're like, you're not remarried. You're not with somebody like what the hell, Sarah, come on. It's because for me, and I wasn't a relationship a year ago, it split up just over a year ago. And I took a year. I took a year to finally say, okay, like I, and I also had a lot of stuff going on during that time too. It really depends. And I wanted to be with my mom and, you know, and then I lost her and, uh, you'll know, and this is what I always tell people when you get to that space, my clients will laugh. Anybody that's listening to this, I always say, I know, like, I know, like I know, and that means you will have that internal spark that is flaming all of a sudden where you're like, okay, I'm coming home to who I am. Okay. I love who I am. It doesn't mean that you're ever going to like, you don't have to fully fix yourself before you get into a relationship. That's not like, that's ridiculous because we are consistently and continuously practicing on self, hopefully. Right. So there's no like, okay, now I'm at an a plus plus I can go step into another a plus plus. It doesn't work that way you want to get to a space though, where you feel like, okay, I'm ready. You're breathing again. You're happy with yourself. And that's the, I know part, right? Myself, my trauma was deep, man. That was shitty. And I would never want that to happen to anybody. I knew that I was going to need to do, make some major changes that needed to be focused on within self before I ever stepped into something else. So I gave myself, I don't know, like four years, I think. Um, and that was a gift for me. It's not even, it was, it was a gift to myself to do that. And a gift to my kids before I started actually, you know, getting into the dating world. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I was in that relationship and I gave myself a year after that. Um, and it's, I'm glad I'm really happy that I did. And it was a lot of, I needed that reflection time. And so it, it's, it varies upon person. It varies upon what you've lived through. The most important part though, is that you don't go back to that trauma bond that, you know, and that's where people get stuck. That's what people do because 
they know how to do difficult. They know how to do toxic. They know how to be in a relationship where you are consistently giving, but not receiving. And so being able to go back to, and really pull back the layers of how do I want to be in a relationship? How do I want to give? How do I want to receive? That is the duality of it. And when you get to that place of healthiness where you're like, okay, I've forgiven myself. I'm, I'm to that place of loving me, knowing my worthiness, knowing my values, knowing my true north, knowing my integrity, knowing how I want to be every day. Then you can start experimenting into and playing with who's my partner. Yeah. Right. You can't, you can't fully get there though, unless you also give yourself and the, and fear self-compassion, some grace and time to, um, to be with you. And the cool thing is if you do all that self-work, you're going to attract somebody that's like that. That's also doing the self-work. Yeah. And if you don't right away, don't worry, you will like you yeah. will. And yeah, you, and will. Like you just don't made, you brought up an important point. If you don't right away, because the universe will might test you a couple more times. Here's another one. Try it. Oh yes, they will. Oh, that'll absolutely happen. Trust me. That'll happen because that's what happened to me too. You know, and, and I share that because people seem to think that like, oh, well she's got, I'm like, no, I'm human too. Like that's, that's the beauty of this. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story, sharing um, other stories from other people. Thank and you. I, re I really like it that, you know, nature was a big component for you um, in your healing process. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because, you know, there's so many people out there that are, are dealing with trauma. I mean, it's, you know, I have coaching, I'm intake forms weekly that I go through. I talk to people and it's just like very seldom do I find anybody, anybody. It's very seldom where they had this perfect little childhood. Everybody was happy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and then <laughs> they married and they got the picket fence and the kids and, you know, everybody's, you know, it's like, that's very rare. It's very it, rare. It's usually like I, the last guy I talked to is like brother died, sister died. Um, good relationship with dad. Mom was a drill sergeant. Wouldn't let her like never could do. She could never do good enough. You know, bad relationship. Just all, all kinds of stuff. One of her, one of her children got into drugs. Um, another one was uh, into some, I think some drugs and something else. It was just like, it was like, that's, that's typical. That's kind of typical. It's typical. And I think that that's actually the most, like also is, is that it's, it's, you're not alone in this. You're not alone in this. And I don't believe for one second that ever anybody's had the perfect childhood or the perfect life or the perfect anything. Like, I just don't believe that because, you know, <laughs> I've had, I've taken plenty of clients on these retreats where all of a sudden we get two miles down in and they have this like, whoa, broken, like this, like all of a sudden the memory comes out and they're like, holy shit, this happened to me. And I'm like, well, cause you finally gave it space and time to look at it. Right. Yeah. And so I just, I don't believe that for a second. There is no perfect. That's the thing is that hopefully we are living in the imperfection of perfectionism right? Or the perfectly imperfect, whatever you want to say. Awesome. So where do people find you? You can find me on my website, sarahsholtoncrans.com. Uh, I'm assuming there'll be show notes or something because it might. Oh yeah. We'll long. put it in the show. Notes. My name's kind of long. Um, you will find the Ted talk there. My book is there or you, the book is Barnes and Noble, Amazon, any bookstore actually will have it. Uh, and uh, my retreats are in my website. 
uh, my coachings in my website, my programs, everything. And then also on Instagram, Sarah Schulten Kranz, Facebook, Sarah Schulten Kranz, or Live Boldly with Sarah Schulten Kranz. My podcast is actually on my website. Are you well. on YouTube? I'm not. Everybody keeps telling me to get on YouTube. Well, you should get on YouTube and then try to get ticked off like me. <laughs> you know what? For fun. Well, I probably would get kicked off actually. So do it. It's like TikTok. Everybody's like, "Where are you on the club. TikTok?" I'm like, I don't know, because I just haven't gotten there yet. Because I'm, I'm enjoying my mountains and my space and my oceans and helping the people that I am. So, okay, yeah, awesome. So, Health Heroes, check out her book. It's called Walk Through This, uh, a download from her mother. Um, Harness the healing power of nature and travel the road to forgiveness. Pretty good subtitle. I like it. Thank you. Um, she offers retreats to the Grand Canyon, Alaska, three months coaching programs, also individual coaching. You can also hire her as a speaker. You can find her at sarahschultingkrantz.com. We'll put all that in the show notes. And again, thank you, Sarah, for being here. And I want to thank the listeners around the world for tuning in and making us one of the fastest growing alternative health podcasts in the world. Um, I love you guys so much. And I, I'm just like, like I, I, I'm, I'm really blown away. Like, it's, I was just talking to somebody yesterday and she just found us listening through another podcast and she's been binge listening to my show and she's just having a good time and major breakthroughs. And she's just, you know, sucking it up like a, like a wet sponge and, and tell me how much it's impacting her. And it's just like, wow, that is so freaking cool. I am going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's just something that excites me and I want to help people not feel bad like I used to, you know, physically and emotionally and spiritually, all that stuff. I was like in a, a dark cloud that I didn't even know was there. I was just in the matrix, basically, in society doing what I was told. So I'm out. I busted out. And that's probably why YouTube took me down. So if you want to bust out, keep plugging in. If you like a podcast, push the like button, share it, and, and make sure you subscribe and, and uh, tell other people about it. Um, we have tons of uh, past episodes. If you haven't checked them out yet, go back and, and look. There's a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of cool people like Sarah that we've interviewed. And um, I just want to tell everybody that I really appreciate you for tuning in. So until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.